Welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. Our goal is to equip and prepare the next generation of women leaders to change the trajectory of the world as we know it today. My name is Susanna Alba and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. Hello, Sharice, and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am so excited to have you join us today. Why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about you and what you're currently doing, and then let's get this party started. Awesome. Well, first, I have to say thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to be a part of your um, space, Um, and I don't take it for granted that you allowed me in your space, so I'm excited to be here. So my name is Sharice Buchanan. I am a certified coach. I do so many things, honestly, but um, in this season, what I'm focusing on is definitely speaking and coaching women. I created a signature school called See Her Rise Academy, um, where I pretty much help women to build their confidence so that way they can actually achieve their goals. What I feel is that a lot of women have struggles with achieving goals because they don't feel confident. They don't really know who they are or believe that they can do the things that they desire to do. So I built their confidence and then watched them accomplish great things, honestly. That is awesome. And I love that you talked about building confidence because I think that as as women go into the workforce, there is so much that is to be expected of us, how we show up, how we talk, who we talk to, how we process information. And I love that you said that you are a coach and that you work with them in doing so. So could you tell me or share with me what has been one of the recommendations that you've made or areas that you've seen growth in as you've coached women to make meaningful and fruitful relationships in the workplace? Yeah, I think that something that's really, really important is to, number one, like know who you are and show up unapologetic. Like I am who I am. And I think that one way to truly build relationships is to be yourself. I think oftentimes for women, especially women of color, um, there's a pressure to kind of be a little different, to conform, to um, fit in certain spaces in certain ways. But for me, I found that by showing up as my authentic self, it opens more doors for me. Um, It allows me to feel more comfortable in the space. And so I encourage women who I coach to be themselves and to know that as you are yourself, things will align the way that they're supposed to align. Um, And I think that's so important because when you're not really being who you are, things that begin to happen it rubs you the wrong way. You're uncomfortable. Um, it doesn't quite work right. And then it's like, but you're expecting me to show up in this space in this way, but that's not really who I am because I was putting on a facade. So if I can be who I truly am, then that helps me to have a better experience in that workplace. And it also allows me to know, is this really where I'm supposed to be? Mm. Am I in the wrong space? Yes. And I think that so many of us, as we are entering into the workplace, we're trying to find out, find our groove, right? Is Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. the place that I am supposed to be and how can I show up unapologetically? I think that as women of color, that is something that that's a struggle because you're not the same person that you are at home. You're not the same person that you are um, at work or at school. And I think that when it comes to showing up confidently, uh, there are levels to that, 
right? Absolutely. Um, so if you could just kind of share how you go about making sure that you show up confidently uh, in your in your workspace. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. So um, as I think about that question, uh, what comes up for me is my journey into even being in management. Yeah. And I remember being in spaces where I felt like this isn't right. I should say something, mm -hmm. but not feeling comfortable to say something because of my position, because of my level, because I wasn't sure if there was going to be backlash. And I think a lot of people deal with that. And so for me, I had to come to a point where I said, okay, yes, my job is important to me, but having things done the right way is also important. Having people treated fairly is also important. And if I see it and it's irritating me enough, I feel like I'm supposed to speak up to that, right? And to know how to do that in the right way. And so for me, I begin to speak up. I begin to open my mouth. And because I did that, I came to a point where I understood, you know what, Sharice, you need to push yourself beyond your comfort zone and go ahead and start applying for management positions because someone needs to be at the table to represent the people who are being done wrong. The people who are not truly being considered, um, the people that everyone is making decisions for, but nobody at the table looks like them or sounds like them or understands what they've been through. And so for me, I begin to open up my mouth and I begin to apply. And so I was able to get a management position and you, it doesn't stop there, right? Because once you get that position, now you're like, oh, I'm at the table. So now I'm really going to tell you what I think, right? Um, and I appreciate it because... I've been able to be an advocate and a voice for so many other people. There's been things that have come up and I'm not saying that it's always done on purpose because sometimes it's not done on purpose, but if no one ever speaks up and lets someone know, Hey, this is not okay. Or, Hey, this may be impacting people in this way or that way. Um, they may not know. And so I've been able to speak up and I've had people come to me like, Oh my God, thank you so much for saying something about that. Oh, I, I can't, I can't say things the way you said. I'm so happy you said that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just realized that the higher I go in my positions or in my levels of influence, the more real responsibility I have, um, because there's someone who's sitting there being the old Sharice, wishing they could speak up, wishing they would say something. And by seeing me and knowing, oh, she, she's kind of an ally for me or she's an advocate for me. So people come to me with things sometimes and be like, well, maybe you can, you know, get that done or maybe you can speak to that because I don't feel empowered to do it. But knowing that they have someone who's going to back them up or someone who can take those issues, questions, suggestions to um, higher up in leadership, it makes them feel a little bit more comfortable. And they see somebody like them who sits Absolutely. at the table. Absolutely. And I love that there is the opportunity for you to be a voice for yeah. those who look like us, but not necessarily at the table. Yeah. I have a, I have a question for you. What made you want to pursue coaching um, in this way? Yeah. So coach is really interesting, right? Because um, I actually got the chance to experience coaching. And um, I was a part of some different programming and I had a coach and it's so funny because my first coach mm -hmm. didn't look anything like me. My first coach was a white male <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, my experience with him was so powerful. Um, the things that he helped me to unlock and notice about myself. And I was like, wow, I want to do this. Like, I want to be able to help others to have this type of revelation and understanding um, 
like me. And so um, that just started my wheels turning. I mean, oh my God, I can't even tell you how many years ago that was. Like, I can't even remember how long ago that was. And so it was just something I always thought about. And I started researching and looking into it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then an opportunity came for me to actually get certified. It, it wasn't free, but somebody paid for it. So it was free for me. Yeah, yeah. But I was able to get certified. And so for me, I'm like, okay, this is something I've been wanting to do forever. And then an opportunity came for me to get certified for free. I have no choice but to utilize this gift that I've been given. And so um, I started off wanting to coach young people, youth, because that's a, a area of passion for me. And because I also feel like young people are still so pliable, right? Like they haven't gone through some of the things, well, you would think they haven't gone through some of the things we have, but nowadays it's it's very different. Um, but just through the paths and doors that have been open for me, it's just like, okay, you need to coach women. I coach, you know, all people, but women kind of have become like a specialty area for me. And um, I think too, for me, I'm like, if I can impact these women in a certain way, then that's going to impact the world because women give birth to babies, right? Women are the mothers who, you know, spend this time nurturing and molding their children. And if I can help them to begin to see themselves differently, help them begin to build their confidence, help them to begin to really truly figure out like, this is who I am and I'm comfortable in it. They're going to teach those skills to their babies, to their children, to those they work with, to those they come in contact with. And then I'm changing the whole world. And so I say, you know, I may not be able to impact the whole world, but I can impact one person at a time. And that one person is going to impact more than I can. Absolutely. And I love that you said, even if it's just for one, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you can make an impact for one. Now we know that you have impacted so many women in being able to coach them and and speak to speak life into them right and help them to see certain areas of themselves that perhaps they didn't think it was possible right as we kind of talk about that you have this big bright amazing smile Um, (laughs) your favorite color is yellow which i'm not surprised by because (laughs) y'all if you can see her she like glows She has like that that glow that we're after in highlighter. Sis has it without it. But I'd love if you could just kind of share what it means to build your personal brand and how that helps you to establish yourself as an authority. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so I have to tell you the funny thing. So my favorite color is actually blue. Oh, okay. And people, it shocks everyone that I tell them that because I wear yellow so much, right? But it's like, I love all colors, but blue speaks to me in a certain calming way. But the yellow kind of came about because my business is called Rise and Shine 6012. And so um, Rise and Shine, um, it's just something that kind of stuck with me one day. And it's funny because the 6012 is actually from the Bible. And it mm-hmm. talks about arise and shine from the glory of the Lord is going in Isaiah um, 60 verses 1 and 2. Right. And so the yellow just like, hey, rise, shine, it just came about. And so I begin to wear this color. And I feel like I begin to wear this color because it begins to help me to remember that I need to rise and I need to shine. And so as I begin to wear this color, um, it just begins to to motivate me to push. And so now everyone associates these yellows and mustardy yep. colors with me. And so it's- I just did, absolutely. <laughs> and it's amazing to me because literally I have people who- see the words rise or see the words shine or see things in this color. And people literally buy me gifts and bring it to me. 
-hmm. and not like uh, at some point you might be able to see this video you'll see there's some things on the wall that say rise the tide and there's a little <laughs> picture right here I did not buy those things someone bought those for me and so it was just like just showing up as myself and just being who I am and I begin to brand myself as this person and it's amazing because I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. I'm just being who I am. Yes. And because I'm being who I am, people pick up on that. And I actually meet brand new people who have never met me before. And all of a sudden, they'll just start calling me Sunshine. They have no idea that I have a business called Rise and Shine. They have no idea of the things that I do. They're like, oh, you're just, you're Sunshine. Or, mm -hmm. oh, you just sparkle. Or, oh, these things. I'm like, I'm just being who I am. Yes. And I think that... um for me, it's been a journey because, I mean, I struggled with fear really bad. I struggled with anxiety really bad. And I just really had to begin to push and overcome. And for me, um, I am a woman of faith, so I pray. Um, you know, I have friends and family who are important to me, who I reach out to and speak to. I have a counselor. Yes, I'm a coach, but I have a counselor. I, and I have people who, you know, help to coach me. I have a sisterhood of different coaches. And sometimes I'm like, hey, I need a session right yeah. um yeah. so it's like number one I am being my authentic self but when I find myself struggling I'm not afraid to ask for the help that I need oh can we <laughs> can we unpack that can we please can we unpack that because that's one of the things that I think that we don't talk about enough right being able to be vocal when we need help yes. and there is this lie that if you ask for help you're weak or you don't know how to do something or you're falling short because you are asking for help so can you just can you from your coaching perspective just kind of share why that becomes so important for you to be able to ask for help in a in a season where perhaps there's this limiting belief surrounding that yeah absolutely so i have to ask a question if someone doesn't want to ask for help my first thing is what's causing you to not want the help mm. or what's causing you to not feel comfortable to ask mm -hmm. are you too worried about other people's perspectives and how they'll see you or think of you is it that something happened in the past where you wanted help and someone let you down? Like what's really causing you not to want the help? And then I will also want to ask them, well, by not asking the help, how much are you making the process that much longer? Because you're trying to figure it all out because you're trying to do it all by yourself. Right. And so I'll tell you a, a really good example of this is, um, and I'm, I'm smiling, I'm laughing to myself because I'm just thinking about me and over the years how like, I thought I was superwoman. Yeah. I used to go around saying, I am superwoman. I have a cape. I have a cape. I'm superwoman. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized superwoman began to get burnt out. Yeah. Superwoman began to feel beat down. Yeah. Superwoman began to have a nasty attitude sometimes because she was so tired because she was doing everything by herself and um i give you a, a example i remember when i was in college um i just was like well i do it myself i do it myself. and i remember i had my my refrigerator for my dorm a little dorm refrigerator and uh -huh. i'm carrying it and people look at me and say what are you doing like why are you trying to carry this by yourself like let yeah. someone help you and yeah. so as i have become older and i've he heard people say sharice let someone help you. Let someone help you. And I'm like, helping me doesn't really show that I'm weak. Helping shows that I'm strong because I'm strong enough to admit that I need help. 
Hello, my friend. It's Susanna from Elevate Her. Today, I want to talk to you about a pain point that I know a lot of women experience, and that is the lack of confidence when it comes to speaking up and being leaders in their field. Now, here's the real issue. Women make 75 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts in the workplace. I've created a program called Elevate Her, which is a coaching container that helps women just like you to develop their brand, build their confidence, and lead with excellence. The best part is that it's personalized coaching. So you get me as your coach one-on-one -on -one to help you every step of the way. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you get paid what you deserve and be an effective leader in your field. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, then click the link below and let's schedule a time for you and I to connect to see if we're a good fit and if the Elevate Her program is for you. I can't wait to connect with you. All right. Well, let's get back into this show. Brand new world. And so for me, I always have to say, you know, what is really the reason you don't want help? Because you really want the help, right. but a part of you just doesn't want to ask for it. So like you yeah. want the help, but like, let's unpack what's causing you not to want to open your mouth and actually ask for that. Absolutely. And I think that for many of us, we think that we're being a burden mm -hmm. or we're not worthy of, of assistance. I will give an example as well. I remember I was very pregnant, mm -hmm. like very pregnant. I, I was at a place where my goodness, my belly would walk in well before the rest of my <laughs> body would show up. And I remember being in the supermarket about to grab a 24 pack of water that mm. was on the floor. Oh my God. Um, now I remember walking into the aisle and there was a gentleman there, well-abled, full-bodied, um, who was like just kind of restocking the shelves. And he turned around and saw me about to lift this heavy uh, package of water. And he's like, ma'am, could you please step back and just tell me which one you need and mm -hmm. I am willing to put it in the cart for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many times we get in our own way mm -hmm. because my perception was that this gentleman is busy and he's doing something already and I don't want to interrupt him to help me yeah. because I can do it by myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that as women, we have fallen for the lie that mm -hmm. Um, this independent woman culture, right? Like I'm a grown woman. I could do it all by myself. There comes a place and time where you have to come to the realization that no, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Yeah, there yeah. are some things that you will absolutely need to do. Yep. There are some areas within you that nobody else can heal. Nobody else can kind of walk you through that process unless you open yourself up to that. But there are other things where there are people who are in your circle who are willing to help you. You just have you, to be able to ask for it. And you said willing to help you, but not only willing, but waiting to be asked. Yeah. Oh, and yes. That is something that I have come to realize. Like some people are so honored mm -hmm. that I would ask mm -hmm. them to assist me or help me. They, yes, absolutely. Because sometimes they're just waiting for that opportunity to show that they have a skill too. Yes. And sometimes when we're so independent, when we're such super women, we really hinder other people's opportunity for growth. 100%. And I'm just like, you know what? No, like let them grow and flourish, right? Because 
I, I have a tagline that I use for life. I say, let's rise together because there's room for all of us at the top, right? So if I'm stuck doing the same thing for five years and I never change and I never do anything new, am I really growing? Am I really rising? Am I really, you know, having my full potential exposed and developed? No, but as soon as I give someone else a task that I, you know, I can do, but it doesn't mean I should do. Come on. And they're doing it then. I can rise and grow and they're rising and growing and then we're rising together. And that's something that I had to realize. And honestly, sometimes I think about your example about the belly and, the, and you know, you're trying to pick up the waters and it's like, sometimes like if we really like we're on the outside looking in, like how foolish might we look to somebody like, what are you doing? Like, yes. why not let me help? This is what I'm yes. here for. And like with you, what you said, like the guy, he's stalking the wall, like he's there to help. He's there to to serve you know that's right. like that's his job and he's just like ma'am let me do like this is what I'm this is what I do right and there's a lesson in that right mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes we delay the the blessings that can come our mm -hmm. way yeah simply because we get into our own way yep. mm -hmm. or simply because we allow fear or the thought of what will others think of me yep. hinder us from yep. being able to grow. One of my mentors used to tell me, Susanna, when it comes to, to life, when it comes to your leadership roles, when it comes to the work that you do, treat it like you did school. Mm. What that meant was every four or five years, you were you had a moving up ceremony, right? Yeah. Um, you had a graduation. And I think that as, as we get older, we forget about that process where mm -hmm. we can kind of look back and say, okay, I've, I've navigated this season, these last four years or these last five years, I've now grown and now it's time for me to move into something else. Um, and, and I'm thankful that there are people in our corner who are willing and waiting and, yeah. and are um, equipped to help us to continue to grow. Yeah. And that leads me to my next question. You know, what does it look like for you to have had the success that you have had with a sponsor or having a mentor kind of guide you through that? Because coaching is, is a relatively new kind of concept right mm -hmm. or i shouldn't say it's not a new concept it's getting it's getting a lot of fame exposure, now. more exposure yeah yeah mm -hmm. and i want listeners to be very aware of what it looks like to have the right coach just because you have the right platform does mm -hmm. not necessarily mean that you have the right coach and sometimes a coach looks like an ally or a sponsor so if you could just kind of talk about that a little bit that would be awesome yeah. So as I, as I listen to that question, I just think about all the people who have impacted my life in different ways. And so, you know, sometimes it's like seasonal, right? It's like in this short season, this person has impacted me in this way, or sometimes it's just one meeting that I had and I'm like, man, the things they said really shifted the way that I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that when you're looking at more so like hiring a coach versus someone who maybe just works with you or anything like that, or even counseling, cause I am a, I'm a huge uh, advocate, like, please go get counseling. Okay. Get yeah. you somebody couch or somebody chair to sit on yep. because you need it. Um, yeah. But what I tell people is oftentimes I've seen people who have had really bad experiences with counseling or coaching and things like that. Cause they're like, Oh no, that just doesn't work. And I say, well, you can't just get one and just throw, throw the whole concept or the whole idea away. I say, it's just like anything else in life. Like when you're looking for that right pair of shoes, you're going to shop around. You're going to try right. some on. If it fits, great. If it doesn't, 
I still need my black shoes. So I'm going to go to another store. I'm going to figure it out. And I think that what you have to be willing to do is say, I'm going to try this. If this doesn't work, if that's not the right fit for me, then I'm going to keep shopping around. And then when you do find that person who you really can connect with and be open, honest, and vulnerable, let's talk about that for a second, like being vulnerable in those spaces, like it, it changes you so much because it allows you to grow. Um, and it took me a while to get comfortable with my counselor. Like I would go and I, like I said, I struggled with anxiety really bad. So I would go, I had me a bag of chips, some kind of drink. I had braces yeah. that I would play with. I just needed things to make me feel comfortable. And then it's like, after a while, I noticed I don't have any chips. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing with my bracelet. I'm, I'm comfortable now. It mm -hmm. took me a while. So you can't just think I'm going to find that one person and it's just going to change everything overnight. No, because you have to grow in relationship because your sponsor, your mentor, your accounts, whoever, that's a relationship. And it takes time to develop a certain level of trust and for them to know you and you to know them. And then you begin to flow in that relationship. 100%. I think the other aspect to that too is willing to make the investment in yourself. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I think that we're so ready to invest in other people and other things. And sometimes, you know, investment can look like monetary investment, mm -hmm. but it's also the investment of time. Oh yeah. You know, when you're working with a coach, when you're working with a therapist, it's likely that there are years, mm -hmm. right? There are years of um, reframing of reprogramming that you have to navigate and go through. And I love that you said it's not a one size fit all kind of mm -hmm. model that you have to take. It's seasonal. Um, it may be to a specific profession or specific mm -hmm. season in which yep. you're in. Uh, so I, I love that in that in that process of elevating right the podcast mm -hmm. is called Elevate oh, yeah. Her. oh yeah you'll you'll go through those ebbs and flows where you'll need different people in your in your circle or in your corner that are championing you on mm -hmm. you know pushing you forward so like that you don't stay stagnant yeah so and like so Right. And I'm going to say, and just to know that that's okay, that there is a yes. process like, and being okay that there's a process because yes. oftentimes we're not okay that there's a process. Mm. Like there's a process in everything. And it's like, honestly, like if I didn't go through the process, would I really be who I am today? No, I wouldn't appreciate who I am today. I, I'll tell you, it was so funny. I was talking to my counselor one day and she said, I just want to, you know, take some time here at the end and just really like tell you what you came in here for and like let you know where you are and I and she began to tell me the things that I said that I wanted to work on and I was like oh I've been over that stuff for a while I didn't even realize like I had graduated I had elevated I I had rose to a different level and I was just she was just like I'm proud of you and I was like I'm proud of me too let's yes. celebrate that right like yes. because oftentimes we just keep going and keep going and keep moving and don't stop to actually say let me celebrate this progress. Let me celebrate where I am. And so I want to encourage whoever's listening um, or watching us at any point in time, like take one just quick moment, even pause this and just think about where you've come from and celebrate yes. yourself. So good. 
So good. Because what happens when you don't do those types of things, you fail to see your own growth. And I love that we have been talking about getting the right people, right? Being, being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. um, surrounding yourself with the right coach, kind of shopping around until you have the right fit. Because what happens in those, in those kinds of seasons is that you need people who can help you see you and see yourself. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, And life can get really heavy, especially when you are a woman in a leadership role. You are conditioned to take care of everyone else and everything else that sometimes you lose you. Oh, yeah. And I I am a big um, preacher of self-care. And I wasn't always because I didn't really understand what it was or what it meant. And I had a, a friend, like I said, hey, those coaches in our life, those people who come um, in our lives. And she taught me the importance and the value of self-care. And so even in my coaching, I really like work with women on self-care because I think sometimes we think, oh, self-care is me taking a, a trip to Jamaica. Now that might might be, right. That might, that might be self-care, but sometimes self-care is simply pulling up at your house and taking five minutes to sit in your car and breathe and (laughs) decompress. Okay. Because look, sometimes you're like, I could not walk in here right now. (laughs) You know, I need a moment. And so self-care can be small everyday things that you do for yourself. And so I think that women need to really understand that as well. 100%. 100%. I love that you said just kind of staying in your car and, and decompressing. That's what I like to say. Yeah. Because yeah. I will tell you as a mom, as a wife, sometimes after the end of a very busy day, the mm-hmm. last thing that you want to do is bring that anxiety and that stress and that overwhelm into your home. Yep. Because your home should be your sanctuary. But sometimes if you don't take those five or 10 minutes, your children are waiting for you at the door. Your spouse (laughs) is like, what's for dinner? What are we going to eat? You know, and you're like, I just need a second to breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, And self-care can also look like moving your body, right? Doing exercise, doing the things that you love so that you can show up unapologetically. There's so many levels to that. And so I love, I love that, that you put it that way. It doesn't necessarily need to be a trip to Jamaica. It doesn't necessarily need to be a massage. It can just be some simple practical things that you can do at home. So since you talk about those things with the women that you coach, could you share just like your top five that you would recommend? Ooh, my top five self-care practices. Yes. Okay. So these are, these might sound kind of funny. Number one, put your phone on do not disturb. (laughs) <laughs> for real it's okay to not answer every single call or yes. to like, nope not right now it does have to be forever it could just be 30 minutes but put your phone on do not disturb to take um you know time for yourself as i said just stop and breathe like i do it often at work now my coworkers are like oh she's over there breathing i just call and just take a couple deep breaths and it just helps to reset you um i also say Say no, mm-hmm. like learn the power of yes and no. No doesn't always mean no, never. It could just be no, not right now. And sometimes by saying no to yourself, you're saying yes. I mean, sorry, saying no to others. You're saying yes to yourself. Yep. So I have learned to say, no, I, I can't do that because there's something else that I need to work on right now. Right. Um, I think another part of self-care can really be taking the time to like organize your day and yourself and what you really need to do. 
because uh, my days can get quite busy and I can get a little chaotic. So sometimes if I can just sit on and jot down the things that I really want to get done, it just helps me to feel better. It helps me to feel more organized. And then I also say, you know, I like to eat. Okay. okay. Um, and, I, and I'm trying to, you know, stay, you know, stay healthy and fit, but like every once in a while I need to like give myself a reward whether that's, you know, a milkshake or a new pair of shoes or whatever it is that I want. Like yeah. I work hard. I do a lot for other people and it's okay for me to get something for myself sometimes. So take a moment and buy yourself something. Yeah. That you yeah that's want. so good. That's so good. And, and for, especially if you are in a single season, right? So to, to my singles. Ding, ding, that's me. That's me. <laughs> You need to learn how to love you before you can expect anyone to love you right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to say that one more time for the people who are sitting in the back. Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to love you before you can expect someone else to love you right. And so I love that you gave us those five tips on how to do so because it, it becomes it becomes your standard. I was just going to say, I, I, I'm i one of those single ladies. And I'll tell you, because the fact that I know how to love me, mm. I don't just accept everything that people try to throw at me. Sometimes you're like, oh, Sharice, you're kind of picky. No, I'm not really picky. I just have a standard. And just because you're trying to come with a bare minimum, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. Because I can give myself the bare minimum and more. I can do for myself the bare minimum. So there has to be, like, I can buy myself my own milkshake. Right. right. If you want to buy me one, I appreciate it. But if that's that's all you can do, if you can't speak into who I am, if you don't understand the things that I'm called to do and you're trying to block me from growing and moving and you're not trying to grow and move, like I don't have the time for it. Yeah, so, that's yeah. so good. That's so good. And again, because we have been just kind of moving at such a fast pace, and I think that so you're still single, right? And I got married at what many considered late. Okay? Really? Yeah. I got married. I was almost 30 when I got married. Oh, and I'm so real late. Right. <laughs> so for some that like, especially in our, in my culture, because mm. you're supposed to get married by the time you're 24, mm. uh, you get married on a Sunday, you mm. go on your honeymoon on Monday, by Tuesday, you're supposed to be pregnant. Wednesday, you <laughs> give birth. Like that's just the way sometimes it flows. And so you have to take that opportunity to really get become really self-aware of, of yeah. what you like, what you don't like, what are the places and spaces that you will be, allow yourself to go into. Um, yeah. Sometimes that's a working relationship. Sometimes that's a love relationship. So I, I love that you put it in, in that kind of context that you need to be able to, to, to love yourself, be the love of your life. Right. Absolutely. And um, the other thing with that is you will teach people how to treat you. Come on. And so if you don't know how to treat yourself, come on. How are you gonna treat them? You know, teach them how to treat you. Excuse me. Like I can't I can't beat myself up because I'm not gonna allow anybody else to beat me down with their words. Right. And I'm just like, no, I need to uplift myself. Absolutely. So when you and for me, I'll just say too, like my father um passed away when I was 19 months. And a lot of times women look for affirmation from their fathers. 
Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was really important that I learned to build myself up with my words. So that way, when, when a man comes and tells me that I'm beautiful, I, I definitely say thank you so much, but that's something I already know. Right. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't make me fall in love because somebody told me I was beautiful. Right. It's something I already know. And so I begin to hold these values within myself. So you have to come in and really speak to some deep places within me to really get my attention because surface level is not going to work. Yes. And I love like surface level, not only in a romantic relationship, but mm-hmm. surface level also in a professional Absolutely. relationship. Right. Because I think that sometimes when we enter the professional world, it's like, Ooh, we're going to dangle this carry of a couple thousand dollars. And it's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm worth more than that. Yeah. And so to be able to identify what that is, I think for, for many of the women that I kind of work with, especially when it comes to the professional field, they will apply to positions that they are well overqualified for. Mm-hmm. But the notion is I'm just going to get my foot in the door mm. and then I'll work myself up. And it's like, no, no, sis, you can apply for this management position mm-hmm. because you have it within you. So to be able to identify, like you said, that that self-awareness of this is what I bring to the table. I am whole, I am complete. Um, and so buying me a milkshake ain't going to do it. Giving me right. a $2,000, an additional $2,000 perhaps is not going to be able to do it. Right. So I love, I love that you put it in that context. So I want to be mindful of time. Um, I feel like when you and I connect, we can talk. We will talk. (laughs) So I'd love if you could tell our listeners how they can catch up with you, where they can follow you, how they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have a free resource called Confidence Hack where I give you some quick ways to boost your belief in self. So you can get that at bit.ly. So it's all lowercase bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash confidence hacks all together, all one word, all lowercase. You can also follow me on Instagram. It's Sharice Buchanan. So C-H-E-R-I-S-E-B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N. And then it will say see her rise. So C underscore her underscore rise. Um, I would love for you to, you know, connect with me and just, you know, follow me. If you get that free resource, you'll receive emails from me. I give out quick like tips to boost your confidence. I remind you to breathe, sis, because you need to breathe. And, you know, again, I just want to say I just appreciate you allowing me to come on your platform and speak to your audience. And it's my hope that the words today have inspired someone. And just remember, let's rise together. I love it. Thank you so much, Sharice, for spending time with me, sharing your heart for those self-care tips. I think that that is gold. I hope that whoever is listening, man, I hope you had something to take notes with because (laughs) there were some gems dropped here on how to be well, how to take care of yourself and how to show up unapologetically. And it starts with taking care of who you are. So thank you so much for your time. It has been my honor and my pleasure to be able to connect with you. And listen, let's elevate. I love y'all and we will connect on the next episode. Bye.